You're listening to Social Media Storytelling. I'm so excited for this episode. So we, how I met Sylvie, I'm going to have Sylvie do an introduction, but I want to share the story of how I met Sylvie in the first place. So it was actually, I was on Instagram and I messaged this random guy named Frank Kitchen, right? You know, Frank and Frank's a speaker and he hopped on a podcast episode with us. He did a little bit of a month with us and then he introduced us to Sylvie. And Sylvie is just an amazing human being, and she's a very well-known speaker, so I thought it'd be awesome to get her on one of our episodes. So Sylvie, if you could just introduce yourself, and then let's dive into your story and how you became a speaker, and, and we'll just keep going from there. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be with you. You already know that uh, you and your team are one of my favorite partners to work with. And I remember the day when I was scrolling through Instagram, and between all those boring uh, speaker posts, I saw Frank Kitchen and thought, oh, what is he doing? He is yeah. doing something different. He's doing something better. So needless to say, I needed to know about it and reached out to him. And I'm so glad that he introduced us. And as you mentioned, I'm a professional speaker now since 13 years. The past 20 years before that, I was on the other side of speaking. I have a corporate career, mainly in human resources and training and development. And I hired a lot of speakers for the Management Academy uh, that in my last position, I was lucky to build. And so after fulfilling a lifelong dream moving to the United States, I decided to switch sides and uh, become a speaker myself. And the first two years was totally unsuccessful, had no idea what I'm doing. If people called me and said, do you speak about body language? Sure. Do you speak about communication? Sure. Do you speak about leadership? Sure. As long as you give me a check, I'm going to speak about anything. And thanks to smart friends and partners and mentors and coaches, I learned over the time to refine my topic, to find my niche that is now in the area of everything emotional intelligence how self-aware you are about yourself, um, how much social awareness you bring to the table, and how you can use that knowledge by impressing customers, for example, from the very, 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 very first moment. Ah, this is going to be so fun. So there's a lot to unpack in that story. The first question I have, you, you were helping speakers, you were hiring speakers, but what made you want to become, like, what was that turning moment where like, I want to become a speaker? Well, it actually started with, me hiring consultants, coaches, speakers in Germany back then in my position and watching the transformation my audiences that I hired them for went through. And I got in particular interested in one of those topics and uh, noticed how one of the coaches and, and speakers really helped um, our leadership team there to present themselves better, to stand out of the crowd, to be identifiable as potential leadership material. And so I studied that area and got the knowledge first and then decided, wait a little bit, I have uh, both sides now. I know the corporate side. I know how my clients think, what they worry about, how they speak. So why not offer myself as a speaker to them? Yeah. And I, I think it's going to be really fun to talk about. So you, you were a speaker before like social media was like really big. <laughs> Thank you very much for pointing that out. No, no, it's it's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. And this is why this episode is going to be so cool, especially for newer speakers. 
Mm-hmm. You had to be growing a personal brand before mm-hmm. social media. And you said you met some partners, you met some people. How were you growing your personal brand before social media even came about? Well, back then it was all about the website. And we put so much effort into leading potential leads to our websites because that was the only place where we could demonstrate our knowledge, our experience, where we could give them a taste of our work. But luckily, now we have so many opportunities, which is a gift and not a gift at the same time, because we need to be everywhere, that we have way more chances to showcase our intellectual property. Wow, that's awesome. And so the people that really helped you excel your career, like when you were networking, by the way, I'm diving into that too. Was, was there a time before the website where like even before then you were networking and building your personal brand that helped you? Yes, yes, it, it certainly was different back then because the only chance you had to network was in person. And as we all know, that is always more difficult um, to, to, to achieve. But the reality is that very often when it comes to networking, the rules that applied in an offline world still apply nowadays in the online world. Um, the only difference is that we can go to more places, which is exciting. Yeah. And I literally released a post today about like treat social media like a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I look at other speakers' profiles and currently what I see is like it's just images of them, but mm-hmm. they're not really providing any value or maybe they're using a stock image or a video. And the reason why I like, love working with you is because you give us that video content and you're giving mm-hmm. value. You're not asking for anything in return. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you started posting those videos, like how has that helped your business, especially as a speaker? Well, I'm totally guilty as well. If I look into my social proof um, before I worked with you and after I started working with you, I had some sort of hate-love relationship with social media. You know, we spend so much time in front of our computers preparing for speeches, researching our materials. If I go on social media, it's kind of like a break. I'm just scrolling through and watch other people do whatever they do. And so I had this kind of love-hate relationship that I knew I got to post something, but I really don't want to take the time out of my calendar to post something. So... I was not consistent. I only posted when something randomly showed up that I thought, well, this could be posted. And I realized the things that I posted were first and foremost for my ego. You know, here I am behind the stage. Look, I have a big AV team. Here I am on the stage. Look, I have a big stage around me to, to show the world I'm out and about. But the reality is that's what we expect from every speaker, right, that they are out and about and you are not adding value to your community, to your audience by just showing, look, here's a computer that they use to make sound for me on stage and this is random John that you're never going to meet in your life, but he's my IV partner today. And so it was such a switch in my mindset too that I went away from posting about me to post for them, to look into my content, put ego aside and say, what would be valuable for my audience? And since ever I uh, changed that mindset, I have a love relationship with social media because now I see how it works. 
I have so many discussions with speakers who say, well, I don't get any leads from social media. And then I look at their social media profiles and see, well, you're not doing anything to get leads from your social media. If you're not doing it right, you can't complain that you don't have an ROI. And so luckily, then after one month exhaustion, doing everything myself, editing Mm -hmm. videos, um, uploading comment, you know, capturing them and everything. I scrolled through an Instagram and see Frank Kitchen and realized, oh, there is a way to do that, way simpler, faster, and better than I have ever done. So I I love like your whole story of like the switch in your mindset, because it it was like kind of like a wake up call for me. Mm -hmm. How many like well-known speakers there are, but they're not on social media. And if they are, they are doing like the look how great I am, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And they're not providing value. So when you introduced us, so Jason Hewlett is a client of ours. He is like, his videos have just gone through the roof. Like, mm-hmm. like they're getting a lot of reach. They're getting a lot of engagement. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's just such a, an important switch of, yes, you're trying to land more gigs. Yes. You're trying to get more speaking events, but like switching the mindset to like, how can I provide value? Because the people that I want to work with are like the people that are providing value like you. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to reach out to Sylvie because she really knows her stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's awesome. And something I also learned from working um, with you and your team is in the beginning, I was so focused on likes and followers, right? How, how many people do follow me and how many likes do I have? And the only post that ever went through the roof was a video about my puppy. Now, I have a very cute puppy, I have to admit. But it doesn't do anything for my business, right? And I was so happy that it had so many likes, right? But that doesn't lead to any business. And so what I learned um, since I'm working with you and your team is I ignore the likes. I ignore the number of followers. But what I look into is how many saved my post, how many people shared my post. Because that tells me more about how valuable they really found the information that they pressed that safe button to say, okay, I want to come back later if I ever need that advice again. And those are the numbers not visible to others. You only know those numbers if you have access to your own account. And I realized that sometimes I have less likes and more saves and shares and those are the numbers that really, really, really count. So I love that you mentioned that because I have, it is so crazy. So I tell people to record video and I am a hypocrite besides this week. So I tell people like record video, it gets you business. So I stopped for like six months, like a very long time. I started posted it, posting again this week. I've gotten three demos scheduled just from posting this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Crazier about that. These are people that didn't like, comment, save. Yeah anything to my post mm-hmm. I'm like hey this isn't this isn't going anywhere after like my first day and i forget it's funny because like this is what i what i teach yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i mean just watch i mean i've watched my own behavior i very often scroll through and don't take the time to like everything that i like but if something stands out then i might do this or i might save it right to my device or i might save it into my account so i think uh, we have to realize that this behavior has changed And also that, for example, people are way smarter in the meantime. We are not impressed anymore by somebody who has 10,000 followers on Instagram. Because if I look one time into their follower list, it takes me 10 seconds to figure out how many of those are bots and how many of those are real people. 
and I would rather have less followers. And I always delete anybody, anybody where I have the feeling you are not a real human being. If you are on my follower list, all you do, you take away my opportunity to show up on the screen of a real human being. So there's, there's two, you're like, we're, we speak the same language. And there, there's two things that I want to point out. The first, the first one was like, your dog video went viral, but mm-hmm. what does that really do for your business? And I think about it and I relate it to like the cinnamon challenge. Like, you know, the cinnamon challenge, right? No, no, no. What is it? <laughs> the cinnamon challenge, it came, I want to say it was like seven or eight years ago. You put cinnamon in your mouth and this is like, it went very viral mm-hmm. and you'd, you'd hold the cinnamon in there and you try to like, you try to keep there as long as you could and everybody ended up spitting it out. Yeah. So a lot of people know the challenge, but no one knows the person, the people that did the challenge. Like you don't remember the person. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you might have went viral for your dog, but did that help you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there is really a, a balance to find mm-hmm. between. You know, sometimes I also post if there is a beautiful sunset out of my plane where I go and travel to a client, then I want to share this with my audience because it's a beautiful moment. Sometimes I post something about my dog because it shows that we are also human beings and not just those stage performers. And there is nothing wrong about it. But if you speak about let's say customer service and your uh, social media pro- your social media profiles are full of dog videos fitness videos uh, food videos or whatever you want to post and you don't show anything about your knowledge your depth of knowledge that you actually have well then does then social media doesn't work in your favor then you are a social media user a personal one a private one but obviously None of your clients or potential leads sees you as the business owner online. See, and you get it because you do. You have to post your business, but you also have to post personal. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows this, but we like to work with people. We don't like to work with the business. So, and mm-hmm. Sylvia does a really good job of like doing both. I think that's awesome. And as like as a speaker is listening to this, why? And I know we've kind of touched on it, but why would a, why should a speaker get on social media and start doing these tactics that we're giving them? Well. You know, you don't want to be a risk for potential buyers. If uh, people go on our websites, we all know the first thing that they watch is our speaker demo video. So why do they do that? In three minutes, you can't really show them the depth of your knowledge, right? But the first feeling that they want to have or confirmation is, is this speaker safe, right? Is he or she or they experienced? Are they uh, funny on stage? Do they curse on stage or anything? Or how do they look like on stage? But they want to have some sense of uh, safety that this speaker isn't a risk. And once they have identified that, yes, then they might go into your materials and then they might read about your keynotes and your program descriptions. But I truly believe that when buyers also scroll through social media, They are first attracted by our performance and then question if that is an important topic for them. And in the past, what we did for years, what I did too, we tried to do that with pictures, right? We posted pictures of ourselves on the stage or lifestyle shots. And you still should do that. But the reality is millions, millions of people do that. And there is nothing exciting anymore about you and a quote next to your head that you said. 
right? You can sprinkle those in, but if that is all that you offer online, uh, buyers don't get that sense of safety that this speaker is not a risk. They want to see you speak. They want to experience my accent. How bad is it really? Can she talk for 60 minutes, right? They want to see, is she funny on stage or not? Yeah. Um, does she have some energy so that I can, uh, can assure my audience members don't fall asleep? They just want to have a sense for your performance. And I find the format that you and your team help people with, the 60 to 90 seconds format, fantastic for that because nobody also wants to watch a 40-minute keynote of us. We just no. give them little bites, little tastes of who we are, what we have to offer, and how we offer it. Wow, that is awesome. And I, that's why I want to talk about that because like speakers need to get on social regardless, but also need to do it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes a difference. I, I was reading the stat the other day. I think it was 80, four out of five people before they do business with you actually go look at your social media. Mm-hmm. Profile. Mm-hmm. So if they're doing that for regular business, probably 100% of like buyers for speakers are looking at your social media profile. Yes. And I tell you an even more devastating number. Yeah. That I don't have because nobody has it. But how much business do you lose because somebody looks at your social media profile and doesn't see any proof, any proof of you performing, any proof of quality, any proof of in-depth knowledge, any proof of intellectual property? Nothing. All they see is a dog videos or travel pictures or anything. So while we know the number that you just shared, what happens there, we don't even know how much business we lose out because secretly without us knowing to scroll through our social media profiles. I love that you mentioned that. And I have a genuine question. It's kind of an inception. Like not only do the business you lose out on, but you have contracts and you have these corporations that invite you every year. Mm-hmm. What if they go with the other person because they're going by, like they're getting they're getting well known on social media? Like, is that a fear? No, it can only be to to my advantage if if others do that, right? I I remember one occasion. It was in 2017 when a client uh, reached out to me in the beginning of um, December, and uh, I lived in New York City back then, and they said we have a very short notice, a very short notice request. Can you come to Key West? and uh, jump in for a speaker. And I'm kind of, it is December, <laughs> it is Key West, <laughs> it is a good fee. And my answer is yes, of course. <laughs> so yeah. when I came to Key West and did my performance afterwards at the client dinner, we had a conversation and they told me how that need actually uh, came into place. They already contracted another speaker, one of my speaker colleagues. And the executive assistant of the CEO scrolled through social media and found a very disturbing post from that speaker and went to the CEO and said, how is it possible that this person here can teach our employees how to brand and present yourself better? And they immediately took him off the event and he was in Key West. Wow. And if, oh my gosh, that is a crazy story, but it's awesome. It's the truth. Like you got to be, you should be on social, but you also got to be careful what you put on there. So I think that was like mm-hmm. awesome. Wow. That is crazy. Okay. And I want to, I just love talking about social. Do you keep, do you love talking about social still? Yeah, absolutely. Talk with, I, I love talking with you. You know that I, 
every time I'm in contact with you, I tell you that you have an amazing product, an amazing app that makes things so easy. But what is better than the app are actually the people beyond that app. And I really value the relationship that I have with you and your team. I'm so glad you mentioned that because, so when our, you're, were you here before we had the app? Like, were you a client of ours or have you always been here with the app? I have always been with the app with you guys. So what's funny is when we got the app, when I got on demo calls, like I would show them the app and Mm -hmm. I would talk about our team. And I got, I'm not even kidding, big fat zero conversions. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I didn't even show the app on calls. And I actually (laughs) talked like, like, hey, we have a a video editor that's an actual person. You have an account manager. You have a timestamper. Like these are actual Mm -hmm. beings. Yeah went up like through the roof, like quad, like five times. Like, can we imagine the amount of conversions? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's just so important that you treat people like actual human beings. Yeah. 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 And as a speaker, like you're, you're taught, you meet so many people. How, how do you make it so easy to like, remember people's names and continue those conversations? Cause like, I can't even imagine the amount of people that, you know, uh, well, I learned from a, a memory trainer, actually, not to remember their name first, but something uh, that stands out or that reminds me of that name. And that's how I do it. But let me add something on what you just said about uh, social media and video. I also find it so important that you and your team, you walk your talk I recently introduced you to uh, some of my speaker colleagues because I thought that you and your team might be of great value and help to them. Yeah. And five minutes later, I think, an email pops up in our uh, inbox. And yeah. it's not just a written up email. It's not just tech talk. But you took the time to turn on the camera and talk to those people in person. And I'm not sure if you know Uh, how incredible that is, and if you are aware how unique that is and how well done that is, because instantly everybody feels connected to you. That's that's awesome. I had I had so out of the seven, two people reached out back out to me. One we were scheduled to meet next week and another is submitting a free edit. But I no, I I, like I knew it was powerful, but like hearing you say it is really cool. Specifically with video. So everybody that's listening, basically what happened, Sylvie, the amazing person she is to introduce me to these seven speakers. And instead of what I normally do, I write an email back like, hey, thanks, Silly, for the intro. I actually took the time this time to record a video of like, hey, and I mentioned their names and I mentioned like where, where we got connected. I didn't just send like a stock video that was pre-recorded, like I took the time to record it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That is so unique. And what it does is you show that you care. And in my keynotes, when I talk about uh, first impressions and lasting impressions, I, I tell my audiences the number one thing that clients ask for that they would like to have imprinted on them, mm-hmm. the first interactions, is that they instantly feel that you care, care about them, care about the issues. And this is a good example of how to do it right, because you cared enough that you took five minutes out of your calendar and instantly responded with an email rather than just copy paste something from a different document or a different email and send it out. Right. Right. And I think, I think it's, yeah, it's just so important to make it personalized. I want to, sorry, I don't mean to go back, but I want to go back. You said, I, and I've heard this before, that memory person that was helping you, you think of something unique about them. Is there any, like, do you ask a question about them that helps you find that unique thing about them or do you just find it on your own? To my audiences? 
Yeah, like let's say for me example, you're trying to remember my name. You're trying mm-hmm. to something unique about me. Do you just find it within me, or do you ask a question? To find oh, that's, that's, no, no, something that that reminds me. So when I think of Devon, unfortunately, I actually don't think of Devon, that person Devon, but I have somebody else called Devon, and I use that person to remember you as the Devon. Funny. So I got some. I got some work to do. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Awesome, though. That's yes. awesome how you do that. Yeah. Hey. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I feel like there was so much value in this episode. I think we answered a lot of questions about just personal branding and social media. Is there anything you want to leave with the audience? By the way, this episode is more specific for speakers that want to become a speaker or already a speaker. This episode specifically. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to tell your fellow speakers or people that are looking to become a speaker? Several things, but I think the first thing is if you are saying social media doesn't work for you, then take an honest snap back and look at your social media profiles. What are you actually doing to make them work for you? And if you identify, just like myself, very honestly, well, I'm also not doing anything, then uh, get help, get help like uh, somebody from your team to help them identify what are the simplest ways to put out content that works in my favor. And sometimes that doesn't even mean that you have to spend days of recording to provide a team like yours uh, with content. We all have recordings. That's our business, right? We all have been at conferences and So you know that I just threw hours of content your team's way and the beautiful is snip it up and animate it and publish it. And in the meantime, yes, I can create new content, but I don't have to worry anymore that my social media profiles are either empty or are just full of dog pictures, travel pictures, boating pictures, which have a certain importance. But if that is all you do, then you're doing social media not right. And you need to step away from your own ego, thinking there is anything interesting about you in a green room. If there is anything interesting of you in a plane, other than showing that you got that first class upgrade, if there is anything interesting of you standing in an empty ballroom, it's okay to sprinkle those things in from time to time, but if you that is all you're doing, you're not using social media right. You, yeah. I learned that. And just to share a number, after the first month we worked together, my Instagram reach increased, the reach increased 1,038%. I remember seeing that, and it happens a lot when people work with us. But I remember for you specifically, because you were one of our first like speakers. Mm-hmm. And when we were evaluating like our speakers, like a good client for us. And like, it was just awesome to see because a thousand, uh, 1,038%. So you're so awesome for like Thank hopping you. on this. Now, all that is missing is I need a face like Jason Hewlett. No, and, you know, and I have millions, millions. Of my have, you seen, have you seen Jason's comedic like minute clips? Yes, 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 Oh yes. my God. I'm, I'm one of the very lucky people who can uh, call him a friend and have seen him uh, perform live and every single time. It is just amazing. So I'm glad that uh, you're working with him to make sure that even more 
how humans see the fantastic performer that Jason is. Such a such a good guy. Oh man, I just love speakers. But mm-hmm. um, we're gonna we're gonna throw your website and it, uh, handles up here. And I think like this is probably one of our more powerful episodes. If you are a speaker, like this is something you need to listen to for a speaker audience. So much value and social media personal branding. So. I think we're going to end with this. And Sylvie, thank you again for hopping on and taking 30 minutes out of your day. I know you're busy to talk about this. So it was awesome. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you very much for everything you and your team do to support us speakers to share our message. Awesome. Thanks, Sylvie. Thanks for listening. For all things social media, visit us online at story.co. We'll see you next time.